listen to her wrong. From here wrong, I'm listening to her wrong. There wrong, I'm listening to her wrong. From here wrong, I'm listening to her wrong. Birds of a feather flock together, yeah, yeah, yeah. Still kicking facts up under pressure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Still gotta keep the world together, yeah, yeah, yeah. Who gon' do it like, like us? Birds of a feather flock together, yeah, yeah, yeah. Still kicking facts up under pressure, yeah, yeah. Hello, hello, and thank you for joining us on Heron's Home Podcast. I'm your host, Karee Robertson, alongside my sound man extraordinaire, Rigo G. What's going on, everybody? How y'all doing? And we return for episode 316. Welcome back, everyone. Yeah, what's going on? Yes, sir, yes, sir. So what you been getting into this weekend? Uh, this weekend, I got to um, finish up Chain Echoes, so I got to beat that. That was pretty good. Nice. I hope um, the ending was good. Yeah, it, it, it really was. Uh, it, it, the ending served to really bring the entire circle story full circle. So, oh, so the story that was, was really solid. nice. Yeah, I like it. I so like it. I definitely, I would give them like a, a 9 out of, I'd give them like an easy 9 out of 10, like probably nice. 9.5. You know what I mean? It was oh. solid game. There was really only one point super early on where I was like ever like frustrated with like um what the, what the game was bringing or like a point where I was sort of like stuck, but once I underst- once I had a deeper understanding of the game, it was pretty much like smooth sailing. So I definitely want to give a shout out to Deck 13 Productions because uh, okay. they, they did a solid job on this one. And you put them on the radar. And we'll see, feel see, me? Hopefully they put something out, uh, something else out soon. Yeah. Because like, probably not within a year. Definitely you know? not. No. It's a small studio, so they probably <laughs> yeah. take a while to make a game. But I was going to yeah. keep looking out for them. Maybe they'll you know, put out some news as to what they're doing in the future. Yeah. I mean, this one was, was uh, heavily crowdfunded. So, oh, so then they have to. If you can't, if you don't put the word out, yeah, you, you know what I mean. <laughs> this one was heavily crowdfunded, so like people fuck with them. You know what I'm saying? Like there, there's a whole island in the game that's just full of like placards of people who donated and their fucking and see, a name and their message in the game. So I'm really, ah, I really, really, really appreciate what the crowdfunding mon, uh, 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 the crowdfunding method of funding your game. I, I, it creates a community, you yeah, know what I mean? 100%. And it creates a community in a different way than the corporate-funded uh, uh, games do. Because corporate-funded games, because of you know their desire to hold IP and stuff like that, they, they build community in a very restrictive way, in my opinion. And I like that the Kickstarter community has found new ways for, for players to be part of a community without having to, like influence the the game you know what i mean like the island probably doesn't have gameplay changes or it might but usually those things are just aesthetic and they're just a way to ingratiate the community you know yeah i like that yeah you know what I'm saying definitely feel your contribution not only when the game actually comes out but there's a little bit of like uh, a little marker there for you if you if you were there in the early stages so yeah that, that's pretty cool yeah and, and and it doesn't create toxic fandoms <laughs> you know what i mean like only people who care about it, you know, put money into it and are patronizing it. And so it's a lot less likely to to attract people who just want to baselessly critique it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So I like that. Yeah. But yeah, definitely. I, it's fun, man. Like, um, I, I, I like all these uh, uh, Switch. Like, I'm probably eventually going to have to get a Switch because I keep having to wait for all these games to be ported onto PC. But eventually when they do get ported to Steam, they usually have a few, like, tweaks and upgrades See, and shit so. i would actually i would actually recommend you don't get a switch honestly because i will say that a lot of those games on the switch release they're buggy you're mm. getting the best 
experience of it by just waiting, you know? I mean, to be um, fair, I don't, I don't really buy too many games brand new on release, true. anywho. <laughs> Even so, yeah. if I did get a Switch, I wouldn't be getting games day one, most likely. Oh. At that point, I mean, you're probably better off focusing on a uh, uh, Steam Deck. Mm, this and is true. But I also wanted to play Steam. the Pokemon games. That's one of the main Ooh. reasons why, you know. You jump in. Oh, don't do it. Oh, don't see. Because, man, that's a bug, man. If I, if you start playing them games, I can't help myself. I mean, it is what it is, Ooh. you know. It's just I've been discontinued from the franchise for a really, really long time. I so. think you're going to, if you jump back in, I, you will, I don't think you'll have the same critiques as most people where it's like, oh, it's iterative. It's the same thing over and over again because you I mean, haven't been playing it. Not only that, but. Is, isn't that why you play Pokemon? You played for you the experience think, right? that they've been delivering this entire time. You see, the thing is, is that you're 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 attempting logic. That's what you tell me. I, I'm attempting yeah. to use logic, logic and rationality. You are using trying logic, to logic yourself out of a position you didn't logic yeah, yourself into. Obviously, if Game Freak has this long of a track record of giving similar games, you either like it or you don't like it. Pretty much, they're telling you what they're going to give you. Would you like more of it? If you Pretty don't, much. that's okay. There's 600 million people worldwide who do. You know what I mean? We're not going to trip over you, dog. Yeah, it's like someone walking into Krispy Kreme Donuts and complaining that, you know what I'm saying, yo, all they got is fucking glazed why in here. Why you got what the so fuck, much sugar bro? on your donuts, bro? Like, bro, there's <laughs> why, why glazed in this bitch? You know, but people be like that, though. You know, it, it's, it's a... It's a byproduct of being so privileged. You mm-hmm. have so many choices that, As you know, consumers, you get choices that you don't want, so you get to complain about those choices instead of just be like, oh, okay, and then just I, I do on. think this is a byproduct of, of human psychology running into consumer society, like, because as consumers, we're super entitled. We don't feel entitled like that for everything, but when it comes to the things that we consume and spend our money on, we have a certain sense of entitlement when, mm-hmm. honestly— there's nothing in the world that says that you deserve quality for your money. You know what I mean? That's just something that we hope for. <laughs> Pretty much. It's so, on yeah, you to enforce that. <laughs> it's a very consumer entitlement to to expect quality for your for your book, you know? Yeah. But, you know what I'm saying? But, yeah, overall, Chained Echoes was, was fantastic. I, I I hope they make more shit. I'm, if they make more shit, I'll definitely be willing to check that out. Easy, easy. Nice. And so would, would you say that the, the storyline overall is a more mature storyline, or does it stick to, like, the more fantasy-esque JRPG storylines where it's kind of like, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's sort of like, uh, uh, it's pretty fantasy JRPG-esque, you know? It's sort of like it deals with, like, um, the whole Chained Echoes thing factors into it. So it's, in this universe, they they factor, they, um, their life cycle is, is sort of like a, a, the wheel from uh, Pillar of Echoes, where it's like uh, when you die, your soul goes back into uh, the Maelstrom, which is a, just, your soul gets turned back into ether and gets turned into, gets sent into the Maelstrom, where it gets sort of like washed like a washing machine, and then you know that ether gets re-put into it. another body. You might need to get a switch because you gotta play Xenoblade Chronicles. Yeah, I've heard one, two, and three. Oh my gosh, bro! Are you kidding me? I have Xenoblade on the Wii, Xenoblade on the Wii U. I got Xenoblade Chronicles one, two, and three on the Switch, just waiting, waiting in the download queue. I I can't tell you how many games that I own that I just I don't play because I know how I'm gonna get, man. I'm like, yo. You got to leave me alone for, like, eight hours, bro. And that's not just not going to happen. I can't tell Kendrick that, you know? So, like, uh, but, yeah, Xenoblade games, I, I've played, like, a, a smattering of all three of them. Just 
amazing, amazing RPGs. And I think that as somebody who has played MMOs and is not adverse to to some of the stylings of MMO um, combat, it's a great blend of traditional RPG with MMO combat. Because the game is just a pretty much straight JRPG um, when it comes to, like, how it exposits. But all of the nuances in the world building and the combat... Sorry about that. In the world building and the combat. And so, um, gosh. Yeah, I think you'd really enjoy those. I really do. Um, so yeah, dang, man. Yeah. Th- that's pretty much that would be my console setup, would be a Switch Steam Deck duo. Yeah. And that way I did I would just game on those and then probably my mobile. But yeah. I I, I can't wait. I can't wait till I have the time to do that again. But yeah, yeah the Pokemon games too, man. Scarlet and Violet, dude. The Pokemon looks so fucking cool. They look really cool. Yeah. Plus, Otto's been playing it playing it as well. Oh, Otto's along playing with some other people. So that's another reason why I sort of thought about it's like might be something that I'd be willing to get into. That's what's up. So yeah, I also got to catch a couple episodes of um, Guillermo de, del Toro has this horror anthology series on YouTube called. Uh, uh, the Cabinet of Curiosities. Oh, okay. And so I've been checking that out. That's pretty interesting. Um, episode one was Lot 36. That one, they, they've both been slow burns. So for, actually, no, the second one, the second one, um, Graveyard of Rats, that one's a lot more fast-paced once they get through, like, the opening exposition. But they're, they're both pretty interesting, interesting so far. They're about, um, episode one was, like, 46 minute, minutes. Episode two was 38 so it looks like they're about 30 to 40 minutes. Of, Are they of, um, standalone episodes? Yeah, it's an anthology. So it doesn't seem, so far it doesn't seem like any of them are related. So, because one takes place in um, modern time. The other, this episode two takes place in like, uh, I don't know, olden times. Okay. So the, that's been pretty interesting so far. I'm looking forward to checking out the rest of the series. And they're all, it looks like they're all um, directed by different directors. Uh, they might all be Mexican directors. I'm not sure, but okay. So far, hey, I'm pretty so sure that pretty that uh, that that Guillermo's got his cadre. You oh, definitely, I mean? definitely. You gotta have his cadre. The first director was a Guillermo. <laughs> I was like, see, he's getting the gear. He's all the Guillermo's in there. I see you. Oh, he's another Guillermo. Yeah. Uh, yeah. nice. <laughs> I don't remember his last name because I'm not familiar with that director, but. Yeah, so it looks like it's it's cool. I know episode one was also written based on a short story by Guillermo del Toro. I don't know if he read all of them, wrote all of them, but mm-hmm. yeah, so far it's been pretty good. What's it called? I had to check that out. Cabinet of Curiosities. Oh, I like that name too. Yeah, that sounds dope. I'm definitely gonna look into that. Yeah, it's been pretty cool. Um, are they all out or are they releasing episodically? Uh, it seems like it's just eight episodes up on Netflix. On oh, okay, I'm sorry. I thought you said YouTube at first. No, so no, on Netflix. No. Yeah. Yeah, I th- okay, that's where I, I recognize it. With, when you said YouTube, I was like, oh, okay, I'm not familiar with that. But yeah, okay, I have seen this then. I haven't watched the episodes, but I've come by it on, in the Netflix um, lineup. All right, that's dope. I'll take that recommendation. So we'll definitely, uh, we can chop it up about that next time because I'll, I'll catch that because there ain't been much of shit to watch. I didn't watch anything this weekend, to be honest. Kind of been, uh, I picked up another little mobile title called Eversoul, but this is not a... It's not a commercial. Don't ever play mobile games if you can help it. They're crack. Um, but yeah, definitely um, looking forward to, to to getting back into some watching, man, because we're going to be eating this year for movies, bro. I, I'm excited, man. 
but it doesn't it, see that's the problem is like i wish that they were more evenly dispersed throughout the year not that it matters to them because they're all individual you know releasing based on their own um marketability but yeah dude fucking they're going to be clumped up like march mad movies fucking i think june or july june or july has a bunch of movies dropping and the, you know like the typical movie release times you know yeah three times blockbuster a year. season mm-hmm <clears throat> so yeah I, i'm looking forward to that i still gotta catch avatar have you seen avatar no i, I do want to watch it <sighs> somebody who i generally trust their taste said it was good and so it kind of got me uh, a little bit amped to see it and also i'm a huge fan of cetaceans and so they have a fucking space whale out there and i'm like all right i want to see fucking james cameron put a billion dollars into animating a space whale fuck yeah i'll pay to see that honestly like if that scene alone is good i'd, I'd be happy <laughs> so i'm setting with my expectation bar super low so it's gotta it's gotta serve you know what i mean i mean people like it it's already crossed a billion dollars yeah i i figured i feel like it, that movie based on american culture and our desires to see did it live up to the uh to the hype like the hype beast culture in this in this this country it couldn't hit less than that it couldn't hit less than that the movie could have been bad and people would have gone out to go see it it's because it was built up off of avatar one <laughs> i mean you know <laughs> bold words I don't know. I, I honestly think that 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 this movie, this movie, people would have gone to go see it, because absent the media, because like they, it was completely dead on social media. There was no buzz on social media, with the exception of two posts that I saw. One of them was just kind of random. Like, has anyone seen Avatar yet? And the other one was actually someone saying that they actually came out of the theater enjoying it, giving it a strong seven, uh, seven to eight. And I was like, all right, cool. You know what I mean? And so, yeah, the, just the complete absence of, of social media uh, marketing in this day and age kind of struck me as weird because that's a very popular avenue. It's real easy. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so, um, yeah. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I can't, I can't wait to check it out. It's just really difficult during the holiday season to get away from family to go watch a movie on your own time, you know? So, yeah, that's going to... That, that's. That's what I'm looking forward to. But, yeah, I didn't get to watch much of anything. Um, so, yeah. I guess we could just jump on into some of these here topics. Man, it was a shitty news weekend, and that's for sure, man. There wasn't anything really much going on in the entertainment sphere um, other than fucking Dana White assaulting his wife, which is... I thought that was a really interesting one because it shows the the utter kayfabe or the delusion that people live in. There is video of Dana White arguing with his wife. His wife turns to leave. He grabs her violently and pulls her back. And so she slaps him, and then he slaps her back. Now, everyone is like, yo, he assaulted her. And they're like, no, 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 he hit her back. And it's like, no, he grabbed her. That is the first physical, you know what I mean? Like, he initiated the physical contact. He grabbed her aggressively. She has every right to slap him. Get off me, bitch. Because she can't grab him like that and not be dealt with in the same way. I'm just talking about reciprocity, you know? But nah, it's it's ridiculous how much the internet community focuses on just the the fault of the woman. It's like, yo, I'm pretty sure she would, at that point, it's self-defense once he grabs her. So how is it that he 
that the entire narrative being pushed is that, oh, well, you know, he slapped her, but he she slapped him first. It's like, no, if we're going to be going, you know, calling it tit for tat, he grabbed her. You know what I mean? That's not okay. I don't give a fuck if you're married or not. Don't grab your bitch, not, especially not in public. You know what I mean? If you can't have a, a relationship with your wife where your words are able to affect each other in the moment, it's not okay to grab her. Am I am I am I crazy for that? Am I am am I in the minority in thinking that grabbing a woman who who you're in an argument with is inappropriate? Nah, dude, beat women up, bro. That's the cool shit. I mean, it is what it is, but it's like the same thing, you know. You can't People joke are either like okay that, with like it that, or they're bro, not. It's Pe- scary because niggas feel that way. That's 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 my point. People, you're either okay with beating up a woman or you're not, and you're gonna gonna defend it or you're not. Feel me? I'm not in the habit of putting my hands on anybody. That's just. Not really my philosophy. I'm not really put on this earth to hurt other people or put out negative energy like that. That's just not me. But, you know, I'm not everybody. So, you know, so people are going to see it the way they're going to see it. And whether or not they're right or wrong is really you got to make that decision for yourself and then cordon those people off as necessary. You know, feel me? I'm just so surprised that even in a world of the tit for tat where they're like, oh, he slapped her. He's like, well, then go back to the beginning of the altercation. Nah, Who but started the, the altercation? Again, but are those people looking at it objectively to begin with? Am, am I rationalizing irrational people? You feel people? me? That, exactly. Bro, that's, that, what yeah. that's what we're Bro, doing. That's what we're doing. You know, you that's, feel a, me? that's, that's why I said you're either okay me, with. That's why I said you're either okay with putting your hands on people or you're not. In, in my old age, it's, it's really become a, a sticking point. Like I gotta identify. Like, am I rationalizing irrational people? Because clearly, like it, it, they're clearly ignoring. The initiation. It's like, what the fuck? He escalated. If you were talking and you grabbed me, you escalated. (laughs) If I slap you, I didn't escalate. You escalated, motherfucker. Yeah, but... I just can't understand how they just completely blind. How many times have you seen that that very same scenario break down in front of an authority figure, though? You feel me? Yeah. You feel me? When it's just like, yes, I know I put my hands on you, but I'm absolutely not going to cop to it. Yeah, it's crazy. And and it just shows the the it shows like the utter degenerate culture of this country. Because it's not yo, this is not something that you see like when you go to Iran, they tell you off the back. We don't respect women. We going we're here to oppress you. Put your damn headscarf on or we'll kill you. They they're very open about it. But in this country, they have this weird thing like man, women Women are are, are, are are so liberated, and it's like, really? Because I don't see that shit a lot, in the at least in the media presence. Now, you know, that's anecdotal at best, you know, because there's millions of, of people and probably hundreds of thousands of relationships that don't adhere to this, you know what I mean? But the fact that the groundswell, when people are given an opportunity to voice themselves, they choose to voice themselves on that side, is just... It's like, all right, guys, you know, you know, people are watching, right? Like, everyone can see you. Everyone can see how terrible of people you are. And that's half the reason why they're doing it. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. I mean, it's the whole Andrew Tate syndrome. It's like, listen, there's absolutely discussion to be had about gender relations. Absolutely. Absolutely. But to then take it to the extreme of where, like, 
the attacks on, on women have gone. Because the thing is, is like when men claim like, oh, there's attacks on men, it's really hard to be validated because in the end, men run the majority of the structures, the institutions the, and, and, and the, uh, the governance. And so it's hard to say that like, no, because men keep getting elected in these positions and then they keep succeeding in these positions. So it's like, you know, the attacks kind of fall flaccid. But when, you know, the the very obvious evidence of like, hey, there's a disproportionate uh, response to women in the media comes about, it's completely overshadowed. And I wonder if that's being perpetrated on purpose at times, you know? That that they're obfuscating the genuine conversation around gender relations because someone is benefiting from from the breakdown there, you know? Yeah, I think it's because, like, America in general, regardless of what they say, America as a country does not like strong women. And so as America as a country... Go out of oh, their way. They give lip service because they to, live in the cave. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. But they'll I mean, never actually support. They'll them. say the right thing because you need to say the right things at the right times to achieve certain things. Yeah. But again, I don't give a fuck what people yeah. say because it's small mouth sounds. I am ninety feet tall. <laughs> I can fly. I look at the sun directly all day, and I have twenty nineteen vision. Whatever. That sounds like Trump, bro. That sounds like, like Trump has actually said about himself. <laughs> but there you go. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like the thing that we have to remember is is. It's very easy to say or put out the, 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 the what you want or say what you need to say at the right moment, right? A lot of people have that skill. Yes. But what's more important is the follow-through. And from yeah. what I have witnessed, this country absolutely do not like strong women. Anytime no. a woman attempts to assert herself in a way that a man typically does, for example, there is, like you said, a disproportionate backlash against it. And, you know, it just is what it is. As, as as someone who wasn't born here and didn't live here for the first 10 years of my life and has never fully assimilated to being here, the way y'all treat women is a little weird. Not everybody, but just sort of like the, the way the country presents itself, yeah. the way the country organizes itself, the way the way I mean, they, they say one thing like, oh, yeah. The way they allow their elected officials to, to, to exercise control of women is sick. The way how Amer America is one of the few developed countries that don't have maternity leave, that like, like, like required maternity leave, shit like that. Yeah, is all I'm saying. Really wild. Shit it's like that. Really they, they they talk a great Dude, fucking game. Do you know that America, uh, 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 feminine products in America are marked up like seven hundred percent? I believe it. Seven hundred percent compared to around the world. I fucking believe it. It's like what? Why? That doesn't even make sense. And then they're gonna lock it up behind the shit because people steal it. It's like. Yo, dog, you know people need hygiene products. That's like, precisely why they're so expensive. <sighs> yeah. This country me, that's has a, exactly a serious, why. Has a serious because value we know issue. you need the shit. We, we have a value issue. We value profits over everything else. And it's, it's, it's over the same reason the why Nestle buys water. Yeah. It, it's why Nestle pays 350 something dollars to pump all the water they want in California. Yep. Their license is under $400. And they get to pump millions of gallons while, like, while California is technically in a drought. Technically, California's in a drought. Rico, how many days has it been raining? <laughs> For a sunshine in two weeks. About They're pumping so fucking much water that 10 days of rain deluging out of the sky means that 
listen. The, the media was sensationalizing and calling rivers of water in the air. It's like, bitch, it's rain. But it's it's a lot of rain. And guess what? The, the L.A. River is flowing. Where there's, You know how trees grow in that bitch when that bitch be dry for long periods of time? Mm-hmm. The L.A. River is fucking, is, is, is filled. And, and, and guess what? All the water will be gone, but we'll never stop to say, hey, where did the fucking water go? Because it never evaporated that fast before. And, and we purposely made aquifers and ducts to put it underwater so it can't evaporate straight into the air. So why the fuck is the water all gone? Oh, we sold it. And the worst part is, is we didn't even sell. It sell off cheap. You never even sell for your good dollar. Regin, yo, I'm sorry, but like, I would feel a lot less angry at Nestle and, um, oh, there was another one. Nestle and there's another company that that's a huge um, purchaser of water in California. If they actually paid, if they paid per gallon, and they were like, "Listen, I know I'm putting you in drought, but I'm I'm giving you the money to help try to fix it somehow." They're not even doing that though. They're just extracting, and that's and that's what I mean. This country has a value problem where that's okay, and the government literally has an infrastructure to reinforce their ability to do that. And at no point someone said, "You know what?" This needs to be changed. It's probably because they're planning to resell it, sell it to you at a premium markup in ten years. What do you mean? Those those licenses are 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 the people who are in charge of those licenses. Every single one of them is paid by Nestle. There's not a person in charge of that who doesn't work for Nestle, so they'll no, I'm, never I'm change. I'm talking about to the people. They're still gonna oh, sell yeah. it back are to us. Me? At of course, a they sell us the fucking water. Are you kidding years? me? Of course, they sell us the water. They don't give us that water for cheap. I mean, what would, be, what would be the point? You know, nobody buys cheap to you sell cheap. You know what the worst part is? Now. They take the water and they ship it and sell it to people in fucking Flint and Jackson. The people who need it, who honestly, if you were just pumping it and giving it to them, you should be giving it to them for cheap. The one good thing they could do is give it to those people for, 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 for a commensurate value, the pennies on the dollars, since that's what they paid for it, to get that license. Yeah, but you know, thieves but typically. But they sell it to fucking people in a water crisis, my man. Thieves it's typically sick. don't give away the stuff they steal Bro, to people less fortunate. You FEMA know? had pallets, a, like a quarter acre of just pallets of Nestle water after Katrina. Just and I'm looking at that like, yo, you know they paid for that shit, right? Why would the government not appropriate that? That especially since they gave them the license to do it. It's like you can only do this because we let you do it for for so cheap. It's sick, bro. This country is is, is supremely sick, and it sucks. Like, um, I'm sure that there was times in history where the people looked at the king, and the king was a degenerate, and they're like, "Man, you're gonna fuck us all up so bad, and we just have no pro no no power to stop you." And that's America because of globalization, because of our amazing technology. We are a global society. We can't really just, we could, it, individual countries only matter when we're trying to understand culture. And that is important, yes. But ultimately, we are a global society. And unfortunately, America is the king of that global society right now. And the king is sick. The man's, it's Caligula. It's Nero. And, 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 and unfortunately, we don't just rule Rome. 
you know and it's 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 crazy because this country figuratively is about to just play its fiddle while the fucking world burns bro literally dude we saw last uh year or, or was it the year before the fucking hole in the gulf of mexico where they were burning the ocean there's like a little hole of fucking lava in the middle of the ocean yo we're gonna destroy this whole planet Nero style and it's so fucking sad and it's, it's, a, it's a cultural issue because honestly there's nothing stopping us from stopping this just as people just to open our eyes and say oh you know what let's not organize around destroying the world we don't have to we could choose not to you know the people who are telling us to do it are lying to us but you know that's that's the power of i guess their lies but we'll see my bad sorry that's this little side rant on the uh degeneration of of, of consumer american culture but yeah we'll, we'll see where that leads um but yeah fucking damn how did i get onto that from fucking dana white slapping his bitch uh you know <laughs> tangents people people lying about the shit they truly feel inside yeah to make a statement on the internet for fake internet points and recognition. It all it all feeds into each other. It is a very, very vicious social loop, you know? But yeah, moving on into some more of the um the sports industry. This one, man, really kind of fucked me up because I make the analogy, or I didn't originate the analogy, obviously, but I like to use the analogy of the sports plantation all the time. Because it is a fucking sick game the way they've turned the millions of dollars these they pay these guys into nothing. They're still slaves. You might as well just be putting them into into a forced labor the way that the money means nothing in the end, the way they give up their bodies. The sacrifice of their bodies to the level that the NFL demands of them with no regulation, with no compunction towards whether it's healthy or not for them, is some slavery shit. There's no amount of, and 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 this is this is just a fact of life that I think that a lot of people have to come to the understanding of. But there's no amount of money I can pay you for your health and well-being. No, because any amount of money I give you for that, when you sacrifice it will make irrelevant the money that you gain because without the health and well-being to enjoy the money, it doesn't mean anything. Does that make sense? Yeah, but that, you know, can't make that decision for somebody else. Absolutely not. I wouldn't say that. And and I would never make... But I want to universally recognize that people who choose to sacrifice their own health and well-being for money are making bad decisions. Just as a society... You know what I mean? To cure some of this 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 ill that's been been rotting out the culture is that we should start to understand that profits over certain things don't actually equal good, don't actually equal positive, and and your health and well being are one of them. You know what I mean? And so that's why I so heavily equate sports, especially football, to slavery, um, because. They've put you in a situation where no matter how much money they give you, they've taken your ability to enjoy that money, and they have an immense amount of control over your physical body and your labor, which 
is a lot closer to slavery than a paid vocation. So with that being said, there was recently a game where the Buffalo Bills uh, were playing, and one of their players, DeMar Hamlin, after a relatively large hit, went back to the huddle and suffered a cardiac issue. My man's heart stopped on the field. Stopped. They couldn't. Done. Them did think said I'm dead. The team medical team came on. Kudos to the to the amazing medical staff for the NFL because you know these men have come here to hurt themselves and you provide them some of the most high quality medical attention that any human being on the planet could actually have. Honestly, the man's heart stopped on the field. And they managed to get him to the hospital, resuscitate him, and now I think that he has minimal cognitive ability back. That's fucking amazing. That's a miracle of modern medicine. Now, the fucked up part about the whole situation is, is before they even knew whether he had survived the cardiac issue, the NFL tried to force the players back onto the field. So five minutes after they recognized that it was a cardiac issue, the players and the coaches had already resigned to not play. They like, all right, we're stopping the game. This game ain't going on right now. A nigga died on the field as far as we know, and that's not something you play through because we hurt each other, but we're humans, and there has to be some limit. Players and coaches clearly, being the humans that they are, came to that conclusion very quickly. Needless to say, the NFL barred them from leaving. And it took them over an hour to come to a decision whether to respect their walkout of that game. Because that walkout was well justified. And that shit just screams to me like, yo! Yo! Like, okay, you hear about that shit in Amazon factories? But they, 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 they hide that shit all the time. Like, they know that that is wrong. You cannot have someone die on the job in front of their coworkers and then force their coworkers to keep working? The, at least we know what happens in Amazon, but at least Amazon has the, at, I wouldn't say humanity, but the, the knowledge of human nature enough to know oh, we can't make these people keep working, or we can't let people know that we made them keep working. The NFL on national TV waffled on that decision for over a fucking hour on whether to respect that man's life on the field. Listen, man, poverty is a motherfucker because let me tell you, I can't imagine why the fuck else you would choose to go into that field there's no amount of money that you could get pay me to get me to put my life on the line, essentially. Because these niggas were willing to sacrifice his life and keep it pushing. And I'm just, I'm, I'm a little bit flabbergasted. I'm like, yo, uh, I, I think Goodall is still the fucking commissioner. Yo, you got some, listen, well, you don't got no explaining to, to, to do to me because I fucking, you proved to me who you were. But... I mean, the players should be demanding some answers like, yo, 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 yo. If there's no rule against this, 
Put a rule in the fucking book that says we don't play through a player death. You know what I mean? But yeah, it just, it strikes that plantation mentality so strong. And I'm just like, yo, any, like, am I out of line? Like, if, if I just drop dead on the mic right now, like, would you just keep it pushing and, like, bounce out the episode and upload it for me? I am not a CEO that owns a football team. The mentality is a lot different. I I don't know. I I mean, the mentality I think is the same. I mean, the money is different, but it's a, just a work ethic situation that no, I'm, that I I'm think, trying to point I think out. there are people who value life, and there are people who don't, and there are people who like otherize people that are just their employees to the degree that they would be yeah. like, "Yeah, so what if he died? They could keep playing the fuck." That's nah, wild. that's very much a thing. Like that's a work ethic issue for me, man. Like I was like, yo, because like I've had, I've, I've known, like I've literally worked with elderly people and had someone stroke out on the job and have to be medically assisted, and it actually had a huge mental toll on the other elderly people who I was working with at the time. And it was a situation where the manager had to, to, to make the call, and we were like, yo, listen, you know, stakes are what they are. We'll see if we can cover, but you, you know. The people at least who experienced it should be allowed to go and 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 deal with that. You know what I mean? Especially because it's not like it's not like you're a police officer or in the military. So you know a a profession where death is you know life is on the line and you guys have trained and you should be ready for it because you signed up. You know what I mean? You got to let people you got to let people handle that. You know? No, those guys can't empathize with that situation at all. Not that they give a fuck anyway. All they see is that they're wild. losing ad dollars. Because That's I, I, all they I imagine, saw. I imagine the CEO and of course the the shareholders and all of them don't get that. But I know the NFL has HR, and I'm and what I'm what I'm putting out is basic HR. Like I'm not a particularly sympathetic person when meatbags die. I genuinely don't give a shit. It's n- we all are going to die, and if you haven't prepared for it then that's on you. You know what I mean? But my response is mainly engendered by, like, dealing with HR. You know what I mean? So, like, you don't even have to be compassionate to understand that, oh, HR needs to do their job, and HR should know, like... I mean, who's to say they didn't, though? Who's to say they didn't run that up the chain and it didn't get kiboshed as soon as wow, my man was the like, money were like, I hear yeah, you, like, but like we're losing ad money every time these niggas don't play. Like wow. for every minute they're on the field, we it's like that scene in Pantheon when that when uh when the chick like um Susie froze their shit and you're like, yo, for every second that we're we sit here talking, we're losing millions of dollars. It's like a similar thing with ad dollars. I don't think they're losing that much that fast, but I absolutely do believe, yeah, if we're they have all this shit booked out pre ahead of time, so for everything they don't do, they're not recouping any of that. And, the, and, and so the money yeah, people right. are thinking in damage control of money. Well, so yeah, and, and the money people are legally bound to think that way. They have you a fiduciary me? obligation to say fuck the humans because the I'm absolutely can sue sure them. there was someone behind the scenes being law. like, we yeah, no, we can't do that. that. But we have to fix you know, that law. At the end of the day, the person who's in HR doesn't have the final say on what the no, entire not at all. You're right. NFL does. You're right. The, per- the person in HR is in an advisory role. Pretty they get much. to tell you what the right thing to do is. It's up to the person who pulls the trigger to do the I right thing. I reserve the right to ignore everything my advisor says. <sighs> Where's that from? That sounds like something that someone has <laughs> said before. I just said that, but it's, uh, it's what people do. I reserve the right to ignore everything that the people who I pay to tell me what the right thing to do is. I reserve the right to ignore them fully and openly. Like, all right, nigga. Well, 
consequences. And the worst part is, is that the only consequences are going to come from the consumer, and the consumer is feckless. The consumer is feckless. The consumer will do nothing to punish them. Humans need to see their meat bags run into each other. And, you know, we're going to play like we don't know that it hurts them when they do it. But when it does hurt them, we're just going to go ahead and let it ride because genuinely that's what we're here for. And, you know, that's the that's what people are projecting to me, honestly. That's what I get. You know, when 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 I hear someone say, oh, yeah, I watch football. It's like, cool. That's what I get is that you so desperately want to watch people hurt themselves because for some reason you find value in that. And that's just weird to me. Super weird. But that might be why like football's not big on on the island because it's not a Jamaican value. You know what I mean? Like it's not a big thing. You know, like the idea that yo yo let's run headlong at each other just sounds stupid to an islander. I don't know. That's just me though. I I don't know if you know very many uh 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 prominent uh uh contact sports that come from uh, people on islands, but I'm not familiar. Not a sporty person in general. Hmm. But yeah, that that I think ultimately something needs to change where we can't require like if people choose to put money over the value of individuals, that's a personal choice, and I honestly. Reserve. I respect people's right to choose that as a human. You know what I mean? Because I don't want to project my value system on anyone because I am not willing to wholeheartedly, you know, take someone's value system without any input. You know what I mean? And so I want to respect people's right to make that choice. What I really, really, really think is the harmful and, and, and degenerate part is the fact that we codified it in law so that even people who don't have that inclination, who manage to show that they have the skill and wisdom to be at that level, can't exercise any humanity. They can't say, hey, we're charging Nestle for that water, you know what I mean, or or we're not paying Nestle for water that's for for flood victims or that that that's going to a crisis area. Nestle because of the fact that we provide them that like you know someone has to be empowered but no one is empowered to do that. No one in Nestle is empowered to say hey we're going to take this hit on profits to do the public good and no one in the government is empowered to hold them accountable. And I think that that's a major part of society that has to change. If we're going to perpetrate or perpetuate ourselves into the future, you know what I mean? Like, does that make any sense? Yeah, like, sounds, if society wants to survive, we have to learn to curtail these these desires for profit over all else. Um, but that sucks because I don't think that's ever going to happen. Nope. Which kind of makes us makes me feel like, yo, damn, man, this is a ticking time bomb, man. Yep. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Feel me? Like, time bomb. like I said, a long time ago, somebody unscrewed the bottle and started pouring it out. I ain't seen nobody turn the bottle up right since. Right, you just, you just so watch it pour the bottle I, out. Like, oh, do you not know I, how this I, ends? I, I The only conclusion I could come to is that the, the water will eventually run out of the bottle. You feel me? That's it. I don't know of any infinite sources of anything other than space. 
and, and, and stupidity. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I do definitely. know of infinite source of stupidity is the human definitely mind. definitely. The human mind is <laughs> No limit to that shit. Oh, my God. It's crazy. Either, it's either unlimited or its capacity surpasses our observational ability. No, nah, but that's the true balance of chaos, you know? <laughs> it like, is. Chaos doesn't balance things on a small scale. It balances see, things overall. See, and that's we're, what people don't understand. We're, we're just as amazing as we are fucking Terrible. terribly awful you know what i mean chaos is chaos is balanced it's yeah, not absolutely. about imbalance it's just a balance over time yep it's going to hit both extremes and 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 in that there's going to be moments of extreme calm in the chaos and i think that's where society flourishes and unfortunately we're reaching the end of our our, our calm and we're about to hit the chaos again and it's going to be interesting because Society is something that could reign in the chaos. But unfortunately, we've built a society that, oh, does American society seem like it reigns in chaos or it, it, it embellishes it for, for clicks and likes? Yeah, of course. It's you know, and we're the global hegemons. Man, yo, and, 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 and as bad as America and as, as, as much of, uh, uh, of the fault is of America for being terrible leaders, the rest of the world did not have to follow America. They chose to pick up our shitty governance, to pick up our shitty policing habits, to fucking to to consume our shitty culture, and it's much to their own detriment. The worst part is, is that they don't see the insidious value, because yes, it's mostly adults who import the culture, but then the children get a hold of it, and they're the ones who are susceptible to the damaging effects of it. And so the rest of the world sold their kids short to American culture. And shame on you guys for that. Shame on you guys for that. Because in in, in the face of, of solid parenting, American culture never takes hold. Not even in America. <laughs> in the face of solid parenting, most people realize, like, oh, we live in America. And patriotism is required because they were required to, to <laughs> swear fealty if you're going to be in public places. But this is... American culture is not something that you're going to to subscribe to. No, you don't want to eat American food. It's all fucking going to kill you. You don't want to be part of American uh, politics because it's all fucking kayfabe bullshit. You know what I mean? Like, what part of American society does a genuinely enlightened person want to partake in? No, not any part really. And so, yeah, it's it's just one of those things, you know. Uh, I think that the rest of the world would have done a lot better to to throw out the bathwater if they're going to take the baby on that one. But yeah, moving on from that, I thought that this was a, an interesting export of American culture. So uh, in Brazil, uh, Lula Ignacio da Silva um, was uh, a major leftist president who was now reelected in his third non-consecutive term. So one of the things that I like to, to, to talk shit about the, the, the gatekeepers of politics about is not being able to pass on power. But this is one of the situations where, I mean, granted, he abdicated power because there was a, a, a coup against him. But he was smart enough to know when, when to fight. You got to know when to hold. You got to know when to fold. And he knew when to fold. Because that was the optimal time. Because he knew that he had popular support. And now here we are. He's been released from prison. 
exonerated of the coup, and now reelected because the people were like, no, 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 we're good with you. We liked what you were doing. Here's another term. You know what I mean? That is the only proper way for somebody to maintain, I think, beyond two term limits. I honestly think that two term limits is the maximum that any leader should should hold at that point. I mean, consecutively at that point. Relinquish it so you're no longer an incumbent, because the problem is, is that once you are the leader, incumbency is very easy to keep. It's very easy to remain. There's only been like one or two or three presidents that have ever like got one term. You know what I mean? There's not a lot of them. Incumbency is a very strong thing in American politics. And so sometimes getting elected back to back doesn't mean people will actually fuck with you. It just means people are familiar with you and you didn't burn it down. So they're willing to give you another shot. And so... For the gatekeepers to be genuine in that they aren't holding on to power too long, you got to step down, walk away for a bit, sit down, and then give the people a chance to, to, to call you back to power. And that's what Lula did. Now, that's not the part of uh, importing American culture. The guy whose ass he beat, Jair Bolsonaro, after he lost, came to America was chilling out there in Florida for a couple of months, and then goes back to Brazil and tries to pull a coup. Nigga got back to Brazil maybe a week or two ago and literally earlier in the weekend tries to perform a coup. But Lula ain't stupid. Unlike America, see, that's the thing, is that the Americans are so used to the being, uh, to the police being completely captured by the system the police are completely captured by by the corporate system and so the police will do whatever they're told to do it's different in 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 brazil the police are actually run by the government and so when they tried to perform a coup the military put down the coup and then the police came and arrested people all of the coup cool there's no running. There's no fleeing out of the capital of Brazil, bitch. It's not like how Americans were getting caught at the airport trying to leave the, the capital after they rioted. No. None of them left. They're all in jail now. Hundreds of people who tried to riot at the capital. And, and, I, and you love to see it. Because Jair Bolsonaro was a fucking idiot. He went to Florida to go talk to Trump. That's why he was in Florida. He was at Mar-a-Lago. And he went to go talk to Trump, and Trump was like, look, this is what I did. And they had a riot, and American fucking politics has been on, in upheaval. Uh, Joe Biden's fucking administration has been dealing with this shit for how long? So if you just want to put your dick in it, just go there and have your people pull a coup. Guess what? Now, now Bolsonaro has zero political power now. All of the people who he could rile up and all of his political action base are arrested, dumbass. This is not the situation where the police were actually Trump supporters. So they did not want to arrest the rioters. The Capitol Police did not want to arrest the rioters. We could see that. Even all when the rioters are killing them, stomping them out. The Capitol Police like, man, good thing they weren't black. You know, it's sick. It's sick. So, you know, 
they didn't, you know, Jair Bolsonaro is so fucking stupid and believe that the playbook is just so easily run. America's a special place. When I say special, I mean special like the carpet room. You know what I mean? Like special like the short bus. America, there's no fucking way that America is real life. There's no fucking way. And so when you try to do what America does in other places, you run face first into the brick wall of reality. Like, no, America's a kayfabe environment. These niggas live in a delusional world. Like, most people are literally making up the world around them. You can't do that in a place where the poverty is so widespread that it's either deal with what's in front of you or die. Because that's how most of Brazil lives, you know? The, the poverty level in Brazil is, like, double or triple what it is in America. It's, like, several orders of magnitude worse. So, you know, you can't really do what you do in America and Brazil. And Lula, like a boss, put his foot down, you know? And it's really hard. This is what Peru lacked. But maybe... He's pulling the long game. Like, maybe our Castillo is pulling a uh, 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 Lula, and he's taking the long game. Maybe he saw something in his society where it was time for, it wasn't the time to fight because the people did rally behind him similarly. Now, mind you, Lula had to go through a whole process. The Brazilian people didn't riot as bad as, as, as they did now or the Peruvian people. But, you know, Lula went through the whole thing, and maybe that's what... Castillo is doing in Peru, which would be dope. You know, shout out to to Heron's homie Eduardo Chavez, my nigga. You know what I mean? I've always been, yeah, I've always kept my eye on Peru because not only is it geo geopolitically in a strategical place, but the homie. You know what I mean? I, I like to to keep abreast of the 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 politics and cultures of where where all the homies come from. And Eddie's homie from way back, but yeah, you know, Peru is in an interesting place. Brazil. Boy, that's gonna be that's gonna be one to watch coming because I did not see them trying to January six. What what was actually what was today? Uh, today is the eighth, something like that. Yeah, Nine, today is the eighth. They really tried to January six this shit, my nigga. Yo, the, the playbook is wide open. They're they're giving all the hand signals in broad daylight on the camera. They're not even covering their mouth, bro. They're just broadcasting the playbook. Shit is crazy. I mean, Cambridge Analytica did it. <laughs> they let the they let the cat out the bag, man. But yeah, dude, that 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 was crazy. That was a, a that's definitely not the part of uh, American culture you want to be um uh, uh appropriating to say the least. Especially because our, our, I want to I want to wrap up on on three I think extremely strong examples of why American-style governance fails. And American-style governance is the fascist style of governance where you put private enterprise in, part, in, 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 in charge of all of the important things that, that the public needs. And that, that is a fascist endeavor. Corporate government partnerships are fascism. I'm sorry. And I know that that's like, oh, but you want the, the, the corporations and the government to work. No. The government regulates the corporations, period. It is a one-way road. We don't need feedback from them outside of the fact that they are citizens with a vote. And that's the part that, that a lot of people fail to understand is that there should be no involvement in, from any 
business owner or head of industry or anything in, in the government. They shouldn't be sitting down with the White House. The White House shouldn't be opening up talks with them. They're not negotiating with each other. You have a fucking secretary of labor and you have a vote. Stop talking to the government, like, but the government is completely sold. This is the hallmarks of a fascist government. So I, I point that out to just because I'm, I'm you know, I, I, I have a hard time as someone who has to teach my son about social studies and, and, and politics and so forth. I can't teach him that we live in a democratic or, or even a, a representative republic. This is a fascist government. Fundamentally, in the face of it is. But that is the American style of governance. And with that being said, it is failing, in large part, to deal with any of the major problems. Because ultimately, the corporations are have a fiduciary responsibility to make money, not to take care of the taxpayer. So when they are advising the government, they are advising the government how to maximize their own profits, not how to best take care of you. You can't be ignorant to the reality of the way that the world is built around you. You just can't. Now, that is a completely neutral statement. I might have said it with a certain tone because I have feelings about it, but all of what I said is neutral. You could like it, you could not like it. That doesn't even speak to you as a person. But if you don't acknowledge that that is the way that it's set up because I, unless you have a valid way of putting those blocks together that shows that reality fits that way, you just look stupid. You got to acknowledge that that's what's going on and don't ascribe to your government or to these corporations things and 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 uh ideologies that they don't ascribe to. You know, your your government's not democratic and the corporations don't have your best interest in mind. Your government is fascist and corporations will always seek to maximize profits over your best interest. Does that, you know what I mean? Like, do you see the world put together differently? Because I would love to hear another formulation of that 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 seems reasonable. Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty sure I've said something similar multiple times. Okay, so yeah, <laughs> you know, it, no, because I, you know, I don't want to mischaracterize reality, because a lot of people like to say, "Well, that's just your opinion," and I'm like, you know what? I do have a fucking shit ton of opinions, and that could be read through my tone. That could be read through some of the vernacular I use, but at some point, I am going out of my way to make sure that I'm trying to describe something that we are all grasping at, you know what I mean? But then you encounter people in the world that seem to be grasping at something totally different, and you're like, wait, am I fucking up here? No, I mean, it's the same <laughs> thing as with the Dana White shit, you know what I mean? You either, the evidence is there, you either see it for what it is, or you interpret it another way, you feel me? And yeah. We are all different, so it's inevitable we're going to have different perspective on things because of what we've experienced and how we feel. But, you know, I guess capitalism, <laughs> capitalism been about the fucking, it ain't, it ain't about nothing else. It been about fucking, that's you it. You feel me? That's it. Cap capitalism, uh, is it, it's, about the, it's about railing, bending you over the barrel and railing you till money falls out. Yep. And we all know that there's no money's coming out of you. So it's like, hey, oh, I'm just doing this for fun. You know what I mean? It's like at some point we have to realize, like, oh, capitalism, the worst part about it is like the money isn't even the goal because capital resources have to do with natural resources, land, means of production. It's like, oh, so it, in the end, it's not even about the money and you own all of the other shit. So you're just fucking us. You're just fucking us. Everybody needs a hobby. 
<laughs> no, railing the unwilling. Don't let that be your hobby. That is the worst hobby I've ever heard of. I mean, rich people, am I right? Like rich people, am I right? Like yeah. I, I don't know, man. I'm not saying all the rich aristocrats. people do it. I'm saying all rich people do it, but there seems to be a very large amount of rich people that like to fuck people without their permission. I don't know. Maybe, maybe. Maybe I'm looking Literally, at the wrong figuratively, statistics. Literally, of all, all meanings of Maybe that. Maybe I'm looking at the wrong statistics. That's like a quadruple entendre. You know, it seems like that's just how shit seemed to me. Yeah, but with all that, uh, I was, I'm was i saying all of that to, to lead us into the next batch of topics, which is America's failure of its people. And it's a it's the failure of of its governance to really do anything about it. And this is where it gets kind of dicey. So, like, we have what's going on in, let's, let's say, Buffalo. Where Buffalo was just hit by records worth of snow. Multiple record-breaking snow events hit Buffalo back-to-back. Fucked up the city. Dozens of people dead. City inundated. Shut down. Worse than Florida after Wilma and Katrina. Worse than, you know what I mean... It's not as bad as New Orleans after Katrina or anything like that. I'm not saying that, but it's worse than 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 a lot of events that me and you have been through. You know what I mean? Because you remember Wilma. Mm-hmm. That shit was not good. You know? There was trees everywhere for like a week and a half, two weeks. You know? And, 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 and Buffalo is still inundated by the effects of those blizzards, okay? And now... Where is the government? Where is the government to provide the resources to the private entities that are supposed to be there? And who are these private entities that are supposed to be doing things for people? You know what I mean? They're big organizations, NGOs, and and nonprofit organizations. But who on the ground is actually doing the work? West Side Gun, Benny the Butcher, Conway the Machine, and Griselda? And and, and 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 Armani Caesar, I think her name is. Let me not leave her out. You know what I mean? They're the ones, and technically they are private enterprise. Griselda is a private enterprise, and they they make money under the guise of that, and that is where the funds are largely coming from that to do the good that they're doing. But they are doing it on a public level. You see what I'm saying? Because. You it, you can't say Griselda is the same kind of private entity as like let's say you know Meals on Wheels, which is uh, an organization who should be in ten toes on the ground or four wheels on the ground or whatever you want to call it, helping to distribute food to people who have been displaced by this massive event. Elderly at very least, the elderly and handicap, right? They should be getting extra government funding, and they're a private entity. But they're getting government funding, but they're not actually ramping up any kind of uh, uh, of of uh, um, services. So then you have you know other private entities like Griselda Records really stepping up to try to help people. You know what I mean? And so this is the double-edged sword of of private of private enterprise being a mainstay of 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 social aid. You know, and and it it. It definitely should not be the private. If, if private enterprise is going to do this, 
they should not be relying on government subsidies or government organization to do it. They should organize themselves like they know how to. And if they do it effectively, the government can reimburse them. But the fact that none of these entities move forward without the government first giving them money and then they take the money and shit it out is ridiculous. Listen, if there's what Griselda is doing is the positive way to to for a private entity to have a public impact. They didn't ask for no government kickbacks. They didn't they don't expect any money back from it. No, they just put money into resources to help people who were freezing to death. Cuz they did a lot of help for the homeless people who couldn't get out of the blizzard. You know what I mean? Paying people to carry niggas out the snow when they think that, you know, cuz a lot of homeless people were like, "Fuck it, I'm just going to hunker down my tent. Sandbag my tent and hope that I don't die." You know? And not even realizing the resources that were available to them because the government isn't doing their job. You know what I mean? And Griselda doesn't have a public service announcement that they could put out that's easily accessible to homeless people. Homeless people know where the actual information that they're accessible is to. You know what I mean? Griselda don't have access to those outlets. So they had to send people there to go in the snow and go get them. You know? But that just shows, like, when you want to do good, you do the good. So these corporations, stop giving them any credit for what little they fucking do because they didn't do it because they wanted to. They only did it because it was the least they could do with the money that the government gave them to do their job for them. You know what I mean? And so Buffalo is 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 a real interesting example of of the the failure of American governance and what public private organizations can do. I, I you know we got to start making distinctions because like Elon Musk is a private entity, but. He is funded mostly for government subsidies. So he's not really a private entity. Not the way that, like, and, and I'm just, just because this is the recent example, Griselda is, where they, they produce something. You know what I mean? They, they, they produce something that is profitable. Tesla is not a profitable company. Their stock's not profitable. They don't sell that many cars. Tesla is not a profitable company. Not in the way that Griselda is. And so... It's that's what we have to look for. And I say this all to say, hey, this is ammunition to scrutinize what you see coming in from the media about, you know, different kind of private entities who do things. You know, there's a difference between, you know, Elon Musk trying to fake build a help fix the 405 the way he does. You know what I mean? And and Griselda really saving lives in the blizzards of Buffalo. That's very different, even though American culture will lump that, oh, that's private enterprise doing their thing, doing the right, you know what I mean, showing them the good. No, no. that Those are not the same actions or the same activities, even if linguistically or semantically they want to be grouped together. What Griselda does is a far cry from what Elon Musk does. They are actually helping society, even with all their gun lyrics, even with the do-do-do-do-do, they're doing more good for society than fucking Elon Musk. You know what I mean? It is it is what it is. And that's just that's facts on the streets. You know? But, uh, yeah, there that was the first failing that I wanted to point out. Then there was the failing of the airline agencies. Oh, gosh. I don't fly during peak times anymore. 
So I wouldn't be able to tell you what it's like in an airport. But I have flown standby several times in my early in, in my youth. And it is not pleasant. And I can only imagine what a whole fucking airport full of standby passengers looks like. It must be nasty. It must be super nasty. And this is just another failing of of the American governance system because Pete Buttigieg has all of the metrics and all of the leverage and all of the policy decisions to make this right. And he won't because Pete Buttigieg is a McKinsey analyst at his heart. And McKinsey is a capitalist analyst uh, uh, advisor. They, they will only tell you how to maximize, prof- maximize profits. And that is, the, that is the sick part about what's going on, is that he will remain silent because in the end, all of those companies will make record profits despite having uh, provided record worse services in decades. And he knows that that is who he needs to be pleasing. That's who he serves. Pete Buttigieg, as the, late, uh, as the um, transportation secretary, does not view the American public as his constituency. He views the American corporations as his constituency. So he will never do anything. And it just shows this is why we can't let people with his kind of background into our governance anymore. If you are a capitalist uh, analyst, that's cool and all, but you don't deserve to be in governance. Go be a fucking McKinsey analyst, you fucking weird little man. Go take care of your son with your husband. Get the fuck away from me. Like, get out of, like, I should never have to ever, ever deal with Pete Buttigieg. Never. I shouldn't. He should not be in charge of anything that has to affect me directly. But the the fucked up part about this country is that he is encouraged not to go fucking live his life, but to come here and fuck up shit that impacts my life. You know what I mean? And that's where I'm just like, yo, this country, man, I really wonder, like, how long it could really keep pushing like this. You know what I mean? Because it's not functioning for the people. And ultimately, people make up every fucking wrong of everything that happens. You know what I mean? Like, as much as we've externalized, like, you know, governmental institutions and private institutions and, you know, all of this stuff, those are all comprised of people. And if all of those things are organized to destroy people then we've we've become a, a a cell whose automated death has been activated you know we've become a, a biological organism whose life is is become parasitic to itself we can't it, it just can't work that way you can't oppress the people for very long periods of time you know people can oppress themselves you can convince people and that's why the voting is so important to them, because it's them convincing the people that they're oppressing themselves. Like, listen, if you're mad at me, you voted me here. And it's that mental gymnastics that, that, that helps them keep the game pushing. But voting participation is at an all-time low. So the actual real population is becoming coming to a groundswell where they're not being served by the governance, period. And the corporations refuse to actually provide good services. They're refusing at this point. At some point, you when, when you've been asking someone and been faithful to, for someone, to someone for so long and they are not willing to capitulate to any of your requests, 
It's because they're refusing. Whether they say so or not. But the, the, the corporations are refusing to give us good services. You know, so it's up to us to hold them accountable and say, all right, well, then fuck off. You know, but, you know, a lot of people are so engendered by the consumer society that they, they they couldn't imagine not consuming. They couldn't imagine not buying Diablo 4. They couldn't imagine waiting to see if the game is actually worthwhile and let people who are paid to broadcast that do their jobs and then decide, no, 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 they could never even consider that line of logic. It's like, no, I'm going to get Diablo 4 because that's Diablo. And it's like, I guess. But if you if you operate that way, Blizzard will never respond to anything you ever ask of them. And look at the state of, of, of World of Warcraft. World of Warcraft could be in a much better state. But it... It's going to be at its its mediocre state. I don't think World, World of Warcraft will ever be bad just because the framework of what they're building on is got a ground level of uh, fun factor that can be garnered from it. But it'll be mid, and I'm not looking for a mid game to play, you know? And so, yeah, you know, it's one of those things. As a consumer, you, you should exercise your consumer rights and let companies know, like, how you feel about those kind of things and vote with your dollar, but a lot of people won't. They won't because one thing I've learned is like those uh, execs, those are like first week numbers or first month numbers. Boy, do they get their dick hard. And if you fuck with that, they'll respond to that. Let their first week numbers because then they're because then how do you how do you get good projections if your first week numbers are bad? And that's my dollars because once I get those projections, that's my money, right? Once I project that I could make that money, it's my money already, right? You know what I mean? Like, that's the kind of psychosis of the people that we're dealing with is, but when you understand that that's their psychology, you you can say, well, hey, okay, cool. I don't begrudge your desire to make money. That's very American of you. But you do have to respond to me as a consumer. And if you're going to make money off of me as a consumer, you have to produce things. that'll and 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 that's why I think that there's... They're so okay with the race to the bottom with American culture because the worse American culture gets is the more shit that they can do and just walk away from it. It's the more times Dana White could slap his chick and just walk away from it. The more times that Brett Favre can steal from Jackson, Mississippi and just walk away from it. The more, you know what I mean? The more times that the, 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 the and, and it's, it's just weird. It seems to be mostly rich white guys, but anyway, we won't go there. Um, there's a race to the bottom for American culture and the media companies are very much okay with it because they will never be held accountable for the things that they put in the media. You know, the, the worse the culture gets is just the broader that they get to just shotgun their fucking ideas out onto the, the landscape and get feedback, you know? And that's not good. They should get They should get more negative feedback, you know what I mean? They would be a lot less likely to shotgun and shoot a bunch of ideas uh, out there if they knew that some of those ideas were going to come with, like, negative revenue. You know what I mean? And only we can do that as consumers, you know? But that's that's what I mean when I say that American consumers are feckless. They don't exercise their power. That's why I love canceling my Netflix. Like, I'll be back, bitch, but you fucked up. You fucked up for these months. You know what I mean? Like, that's your power as a consumer. And Netflix will pay attention to that because they notice when a bunch of people 
they always talk about cancellation numbers. Oh, this month had tons of cancellations. But they fully well know that you'll be back. You know what I mean? And so they double down on, on some programming and they get you back. That's the only way that they'll ever do that. You know what I mean? A lot of these corporations will never start putting out good shit unless we start to create a consumer culture that says, you know, not now, bitch. I can't fuck with you right now. You tripping. You putting out movies about little girls being sexualized? I'll be back later when you're done with that. You know what I mean? Like, I get it. People aren't willing to stop patronization altogether. And I understand that. And in and, and, and modern culture, we have to learn how to how to, to navigate that. But you got to have a limit. And you got to have a way to send them signals. And that's the best way that I have found. You know what I mean? Even And, and that's one thing... You know, Square, as shitty as Square Enix is, Final Fantasy XIV and their their team encourages people like, no, 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 if you don't like the patch, stop playing for one patch and just give us a give us some time and give us feedback. And the next patch, we promise you, if there's a groundswell of people who care about what you're talking about, it will be addressed. We promise. You know, it's all I'm asking. It's all I'm asking. It's not impossible. Even the most capitalist companies. Can can seg, you know cordon off a a little section of themselves to do that you know what I mean, so it's it's not impossible to be profitable and do that and you know as consumers Final Fantasy fourteen, their consumer base responded very positively and they're the most profitable thing that Square Enix does now you know what I mean, I think that there's a lesson to be had there, for for corporations like if you're not gonna stop being greedy you gotta at least recognize that. You have to build up the goodwill somehow, you know? And to do that, you're going to have to, like, give some control to people who know how to build goodwill. You know, corporations are not those people. They know how to build good profits, not goodwill. But, yeah. So there's there's the failure of the uh, airline, uh, uh, the airlines. And uh, lastly, New York. New York, New York. Boy, oh boy, y'all looking fucking stupid today. New York has, uh, if I remember correctly, almost 100,000 unhoused people. Some of them are homeless. Some of them live in sheltered areas. But everybody who does, who is, you know, in the, uh, in the New York, you know, either registry and or uh, driver's licenses or personal ID, there's almost 100,000 of them that who do not claim a residency. So New York created a program to find vacant homes and make them available to people. They have 88,000-plus units available that for now almost over a year have remained vacant. While there's close to 100,000 people in needs of homes, when there's homes there for them, and it's been over a year and a half that they have been able to house a single person in those vacancies. Houseway. How? That doesn't even make sense. The government literally set these homes aside for these people. And has unsuccessfully migrated a single person into these units. The New York state government. How, Kathy Hochul? 
How, Andrew Cuomo? How? I just don't know. Because I believe this prog- program was started under Andrew um, Cuomo. That doesn't even make sense. To, like, does that... Now, not even to rationalize the people, but does that story, like, it feels like there's something missing from that story, right? Like, there's got to be something missing. Not really. People just, they're, they're taking the money and not doing the work. And T- Typical and, contractor shit. And then on top, that is absolutely happening. And then on top of that, the landlords, and, and okay, this is exactly, I want to describe what you just said, actually, which is people taking the money, not doing their jobs. The landlords are getting the government payoffs and then just rejecting applications. So it's not like there there's literally wheels just spinning in sand here. Why the government would even give them the the option? Well, we know, I mean, I'm sure that our neighbors are evidence as to why the government has to give them the option of who gets to move in. Because unfortunately, Indigent people are, they damage property a lot. They, they don't generally have skills of communal living and, or are not the kind of communal living that we're used to. And so when you rent property to them, you will see an uptick of trash and, and you know, unsightly things happening to your property. So I understand why the government would be inclined to give the landlords the option. But knowing landlords, the government should know better than to give them the option. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, you should. the law should have been written as such so that this obvious loophole didn't exist. But yeah. it's most likely a money laundering scheme, anywho. <laughs> it is. Uh, you see, I be saying that shit, and people, I, I be feeling like people look at me like I'm stupid. Yeah, I'm like, yo, you know that they're just not like everybody is that money, familiar right? with that world. You know what I'm saying? It, it's easy. It's an easy thing to say, but it's not an easy thing to conceptualize and understand if you're not very, very familiar with a lot of things that aren't necessarily typical. It's just a, for it's just a telltale money laundering scheme, and the shitty part is that the government's involved with it. Yeah, because people in the government need to launder money but too. But this is why the people in the government have to stop letting fucking corporations write the laws. No lobbyist, no legislator should... We need to ban lobbying in this country because, of course, the law was written that way. They hired people from the fucking landlord's legal team to write the law, dog. It's crazy. It's crazy. How are... How, and, and everyone knows this is what happens. Literally, when the pandemic hit, the first industry that was bailed out was lobbyists. The first people to receive money from pandemic funds was lobbyists because the lawmakers said they can't do their jobs without lobbyists. Because the lobbyists are the ones who are actually writing the legislation. The people who you elect don't fucking do shit on shit. None of their laws get passed. Only laws that get passed are the ones that have heavy, heavy lobbyist hands on them. And it's crazy. That's why I'm like, yo, man, I don't know. It's been hundreds of episodes now. I've been pointing out all of these 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 flaws in the American governance system, and I'm just wondering, like, damn, it, it does feel like a strong wind, and and it's like all the cracks are just gonna start. You know what I'm saying? Spider webbing throughout the whole shit, and it's just gonna crumble. You know, it feels like that's that's what's going on because there's no way that that's functional. You know, the amount of fraud that went on with PPP, 
tells me that, yeah, this seems like a money laundering scheme because people have been using the government to launder money for fucking years. I mean, I'm sure it goes back decades, but I mean, just recently, in a contemporary sense, it has been a huge wave of, of, of people laundering money through government subsidies. And it's crazy. It's sick. But yeah, man, I mean, those, are, I think, were, were three biggies that came to a head this weekend that, man, the American governance system is just proving itself to be not worthwhile. And it sucks that so many third world countries either don't have the first, the front row seats to what's going on or delusional themselves to think that this is something to emulate. You know, it, it, it I, I feel bad for, for, for people, Bakayad, who see America, I'm like, man, that, man, what a, what a rosy road that is, yo, that would have been nice to go to America. I'm like, man, if you can't make, if you really can't make what you have going on in Jamaica worthwhile, coming to America ain't going to change that. I don't think. You know? Now, I know that there's people who, who are fleeing a, a, a dangerous situation, and, and that's a, a little bit more understandable for me. But, man, people who are just like, yo, I can't find a job, I can't find a thing. It's like, yo, listen, you, you, you have... America is not going to provide you what you lack to be productive. Because especially in a place like Jamaica, you could find a way. You could find a way. There's too much natural land. What I mean, I mean, coming from me as an agriculturist, you couldn't put me in Jamaica and then just I'd be impoverished. I, I you know, what I mean, anywhere I, I spend enough time is gonna generate something. You know what I mean? I could I could sell fruits, you could you know what I mean? Provide produce to restaurants. You could, do, I mean, there's anyone anywhere could find something to set up to make a living. Not to be a millionaire. You might not bust well like a big beige kite, but you, you could make a living. You know what I mean? And, and it sucks because a lot of people don't see, like in America, it's the things you have to do to make a living, man. It's not it's not as rosy as people think, you know what I mean? And and the government has because it's allowed corporations just to become extraction machines, you know, it, it has ruined it for the average person. And the middle class is shrinking, you know. The 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 service industry jobs are all that's available, you know, and 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 so yeah, it's it, it's it's a definitely dereliction of duty. And, and moreover, I think that I, I I hope that it does a better job of broadcasting to to people abroad. Amer listen, don't believe the hype. Don't believe the hype. The places that are letting people immigrate, like the center of America, is not where you want to live, and the cities are heavily overpoliced. America is not. And, and, and that's the worst part is I see Biden up there and he's over there telling people, don't come, don't come. But he's telling people explicitly from countries that we are fucking up not to come here. And so when he says it, it's very disingenuous. America is very firmly responsible for the governmental destabilization in Central America that causes a huge amount of migration. So to tell them, and those are the people who I'm referencing that are in a dangerous situation that I understand more, I understand. 
because America has allowed people in, criminalized them, arrested them, forced them into a gang culture, and then deported them back to their countries, have created a situation in those countries where there's a lot of violence that doesn't originate from there, you know? So it's disingenuous for, for, for Biden to be like, don't come here. Now, I would highly recommend people don't come here, but I'm not saying risk your life where you are when you can come across the border and have a better possibility of living. That's not what I'm saying, you know? Do what you got to do to survive. I'm not begrudging anyone who, who's in survival mode, but be smart. If you're not in a position where your life is in, 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 in threat, don't think that coming here is going to really better off your position all that much. Marginally, maybe. But you, you wait till you find out. The, it's funny because Carolina was watching this show about um, a young, uh, I think she was either Cuban or Dominican girl who migrated to Miami. And uh, her father, he was rich back in their home. And when he, he got a job in the States to, to be a liaison, making way more than he was back at, at his home. And so he thought he was going to be rich here. And then he started paying taxes and all of the homeowners and da 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 and the house fee and the car. Da, da. And he realized, holy shit, how the fuck am I supposed to sustain this? That is the situation for the average person in this, in this country. That is the situation for the average immigrant. The average immigrant comes here and makes it by the skin of their teeth. So why wouldn't you just stay where you are, save your money, and make it by the skin of your teeth? It would show the volume of character and, and perseverance that you have. You know what I mean? So I, I think that personally, you know, the you know this country, if it was what it what it what it presented itself to be, I'd say, yo, definitely, yo, the immigration. I can understand why people are flooding here, but it ain't. And at some point, you kind of lose the ability to say, oh, but we didn't know. Because everyone, you know, I, I see a lot of people who, who find out about these things from Facebook. You know, they, they're on WhatsApp. And it's like, listen, if you're on these, these things and you have access to the Internet, which means you should know that America is not a city on a shining hill. It just isn't. You know what I mean? But, yeah, you know... The, the, that was that's the 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 weekend news roundup that uh that was run hit uh that was running across the feed. But I was a little bit shocked that the the crumbling infrastructure in this country and how poorly the fascist governance has dealt with it. Because the thing about Mussolini, who was a fascist, what do they say about him? Got the trains to run on time. At very least, fascists in Europe knew that they had to run a fucking country. Fascists in America, they don't feel like they got to run shit. And that's the worst part about it. But alrighty, guys, we'll wrap up on that. I've been ranting on for plenty this evening. I hope you enjoyed the show. And if you did, please feel free to subscribe to us on anchor.fm or on patreon.com. You can also find us on the social media on Twitter at Kari underscore T and at home Heron. You can also find us on Instagram at Heron's Home Podcast and at Heron's Homies. And you can find me on Instagram at RicoGVO. Remember, guys, time is only wasted if you choose to waste it. So learn from your mistakes. It's the only thing you ever truly will learn from. Thanks again for joining us, and have a great one. Peace out. Take it easy.